Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome back to our number two of Gun Freedom Radio. This is episode 123. That's pretty easy to remember. Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, this show is also a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Find out more and check out all of the great content at selfdefenseradio.net. Our theme today is gun vote. Many of us are single-issue voters. The Second Amendment, period. And here's why. The stance that a politician takes concerning the Second Amendment is more revealing than they would like to think. Wrapped up in one issue are that politician's attitudes towards my civil rights, personal rights, human rights, women's rights, and the rights of their minority and lower socioeconomic constituents. You see, those who are anti-gun are also anti-civil, human, personal, women's, and minority rights. We call them what they are, the rights restrictors whether they've got an R or a D next to their name. Then they ask for my vote to expand their power, and at the same time, they want to limit my liberty and freedom. So while we are considering our votes at every level of government, we have lots of issues to weigh out. But for me, I will always support the people who support our Bill of Rights and to protect our Second Amendment that shall not be infringed with my and their gun vote. Well, our next guest is Moses Sanchez. He's a Republican candidate for the office of mayor of Phoenix, Arizona, the fifth largest metropolitan city in the United States. Moses is an immigrant, veteran, educator, and business owner who wants to use his diversity and experience and commitment to service in the office of mayor of Phoenix. Welcome to the show, Moses. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Can you hear me? I can. You're you're a little fuzzy, but I think I think it'll narrow in as we keep talking. All right. So we are. Yeah, I'm hearing. I'm hearing you better now. Oh, awesome! So we are a nationwide show, and so someone sitting in Kansas right now might be thinking, "Well, what do I care? Who runs for mayor of Phoenix?" Well, uh, what I want to say is that while all politics are local, what happens in one city and state will impact other states. So as we talk with Moses, uh, I want to say, first of all, to you, Moses, thank you for your service. And second of all, I want to ask you, what made you step into the ring of politics? (laughs) Well, that's a good, uh, good, well, first of all, thank you for your support and uh, and thank you for thanking us and Mm -hmm. a lot of veterans. uh, We get, uh, we get these thanks often and and it never, uh, 
uh, we're really humbled by it. It never gets old. It's something that um, that we didn't get into joining the military for that, but we appreciate the support we get from folks at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, getting into this race, this race was really more about um, uh, the, the folks got tired of, of business as usual, what we call the status quo here in the city of Phoenix. You know, like you said before, the city of Phoenix is the fifth largest city in America, um, but we're not exactly known for being top 10 in something uh, that, that we can be proud of, mm. uh, something local like uh, great streets, great roads, infrastructure projects. Uh, and a lot of folks outside of the downtown metro city of Phoenix feel like they got left out. And, uh, and I had enough people contact me, reach out to me when the mayor announced that he was resigning to run for higher office. And they said, hey, we need somebody, a local guy. We need somebody who will focus on, on the local issues and fighting for issues that are important to, to, to Phoenix families. And so that's, uh, we started getting the team together. Uh, we got our platform. We got our path to victory. And we jumped into the race. And we've been running hard ever since then. I really admire people who will run and will get involved in politics for the right reasons. And, you know, I I like to define, you know, a politician to me is someone who is ambitious for their own reasons and self-serving. And then there are uh, there are citizens who want to serve and they really see themselves as a public servant. And when I look across the the literature that you put out and the the videos that I've seen you put on uh, Facebook and that sort of thing, you really strike me as the second half of that category. Well, servant leadership is important to me. You know, when uh, when when my parents moved us, uh, as you said earlier, I'm an immigrant. And when we came to America, there were a couple of values that were really important to my family. Uh, hard work, uh, strive for education. Here in America, uh, anything is possible. We can do anything if you work hard, if, uh, if you always uh, lifelong learners and continue your education process. And it doesn't have to be through traditional means, mm-hmm. uh, but it can be through experience and on-the-job training. Uh, and it's not just uh, hard work and the strive for education, but it was service to your community. And that could be in a lot of different ways. It could be running a radio station or a show. Mm-hmm. It could be being participating in your local congregation or your church. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be running for local office or even just being involved in your kids' sports and athletic events. These are the three values that my parents really instilled in our family, and those are the values that I'm taking with me to City Hall. That's awesome. So, you know, again, there are people who are single-issue voters like, like Dan and I, because it helps us cut through the distracting rhetoric of the various campaigns. So as you are talking to the huge variety of voters across the fifth largest city in the nation, how do you help them know the core of, of your intentions to represent them as mayor and, and how you're going to, to serve such a wide variety of people? Well, it, it turns out that I, I, and I really believe this at its core. At its core, I think more people uh, agree on things than disagree on things. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we have a lot more things in common than we do uh, than, than, than the opposite. And mm-hmm. often we find ourselves in a us versus them mentality, especially in this very divisive political world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important to break through and break down that us versus them mentality and work on things that we can agree on. Mm-hmm. And, and so when I'm talking to Phoenix families, uh, often people talk about the issues that City Hall can fix, like their sidewalks, their streets, their parks, 
their mm-hmm. pools, their libraries, their public transportation. These are things that we all have in common or have used at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think it's very important for me, instead of telling people how I feel about these things, uh, to first ask people how they feel about how we're doing, what kind of job the city of Phoenix has done for them. And that sets you apart hugely <laughs> right there. Uh, lead with questions. We talk about that a lot in our own small business. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I take a lot of that from, from how, um, how my experience in the military, my experience in leadership positions in the military, my experience uh, as a business owner and how, how I grew our company from two people to 12 people and adding to the payroll. And you're not going to be successful in any of these avenues whether you're in a leadership position in a nonprofit organization or for for-profit organization, if you don't ask people, if you don't talk to people up and down the chain of command. Absolutely. So what, uh, one of the, the topics, I, I don't live in Phoenix. I, I live in Litchfield Park. Our businesses are in Avondale. But what happens in Phoenix affects the entire state. And one of the things that I've heard a lot about is the prioritizing for budget spending in Phoenix. And, you know, that, that is something. The finances affects all the outlying areas because the amount of money that people have to spend in their, their pockets after they've been taxed and that sort of thing, um, it impacts the surrounding cities. So what, what do you say about what's been going on with the, the budgetary issues uh, there in Phoenix? Well, one of, the, one of the biggest problems we have in the city of Phoenix with regards to its budget is priorities. Um, What's important to Phoenix families and our city as a whole isn't necessarily what City Hall is pushing forward as their priorities. Uh, Take, for instance, public safety. When I talk about public safety, I talk about our police, I talk about our firefighters, I talk about our first responders. Um, This last year, our budget year, uh, the City of Phoenix found a surplus. Uh, It was only a couple of million dollars in that surplus, about $2.9 million that was found. The City of Phoenix decided to spend $300 thousand dollars of that surplus on the police and you would think that's great that's what we need we need we need to support and uh our police officers but unfortunately the fact of the matter is they spent more than that on trees and shade Mm. now i'm a big fan of shade don't get me wrong (laughs) i mean we're the sun city here yeah we should do as much as we can for shade but to spend four hundred and fifty thousand dollars of our surplus um on shade and trees and spend less than that on police is, is that's just a, 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 a it, it's the wrong priorities. And, mm-hmm. and so the city needs to reprioritize, and that's, that's what I bring to City Hall, is I'm bringing in a sense of priorities, and those priorities start at public, public safety, infrastructure projects, and quality of life issues. Absolutely. Well, we are just about out of time, but I so appreciate that that we were able to connect with you and and help you uh, or help our listeners better understand, you know, when you're electing a mayor, you know, you're sometimes they just, well, the guy that's been there, good enough, whatever, go ahead and reelect him. But it really does matter to to do some more research and find out more about the, the person behind the the can, uh, campaign. And so um, I appreciate you doing that with us. And just as we go out, how do people find out more about your campaign and maybe support you with either donating or, or volunteering? Well, I would really appreciate that. You can go to my website, mosessanchez.com. It's a really simple website, mosessanchez.com, where they can learn more about me. They can subscribe to our email list. 
They can donate. And I want to make sure that your listeners understand that I'm one of the only candidates, if I'm not the only candidate, uh, with a concealed carry weapons permit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big supporter of the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. The country that I immigrated from, they stopped all people with, uh, with, with weapons, and they took them away from our families. I'm not a big government guy. I'm a limited government, local government advocate. And so I really appreciate this opportunity to share my views and my values to your listeners. Absolutely. MosesSanchez.com. Moses Sanchez, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be checking back in with you when you are the mayor of Phoenix. How about that? Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. All right, stick around. We still have John and Noni coming up. He is the founder of Camp Compass and Hunting Awareness in, of all places, Allentown, Pennsylvania School District. Very interesting guy. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our next guest is John Anoni. He is the founder of Camp Compass and Hunting Awareness in Allentown, Pennsylvania School District. Camp Compass is a nonprofit program developed for urban, disadvantaged youth, making a difference in the inner city by providing hunting, fishing, 
archering, tutoring, social guidance, and other outdoor youth activities. Welcome to the show, John. Uh, appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So I first became aware of the work you do from another one of our guests, Greg Stubbe, who wrote about you in his book, Conquer Anything. And you have an unusual story and an unusual program in an unusual place. So I would like to just be quiet for a moment and let you tell our listeners a little bit about all of that. You know what? I was I was actually surprised when Greg uh, mentioned me in his book. It was quite a shock uh, <laughs> because he he is a uh, he's an apex predator. You know, regarding <laughs> um, being around a couple of blocks, and when he was talking about the A team and you know his A team and and to 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 run in that kind of company um, to even be noted uh, is is quite humbling. Hmm. is quite humbling. So, hmm. you know, my work, uh, I, I, I do teach school. This is my 30th year of uh, being a public uh, school educator. And um, in 94, I decided that I stopped coaching basketball and really started looking at my kids to, to really want to do something above and beyond to give them a, a, a better chance of, 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 of growing outside of their box. So I really look back on what helped me as a kid, and I'm a non-traditional kid in the outdoors. I didn't have a father. I come from the city. You know, all the odds are against me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 those things uh, uh, really helped me. So what I did is I started developing some curriculum and started working in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania, rewarding kids based on their efforts with uh, hunting, fishing, and shooting opportunities. That is it's been a it's been a heck of a journey. We haven't looked back since. That is so cool, and I can't imagine that the doors flung open wide at the the superintendent's office and the principal's office. That uh, we're so excited that you want to you know ha- talk to kids about you know killing Bambi and using firearms. <laughs> so. Well, you know what? Um, you know, to be brutally honest, um, and I wrote about this in my first book. Uh, my first book is titled from the hood to the woods. Mm. Um, and and um, to be brutally honest, you know, I came up with this idea and uh, I write about it in the book and, and, you know, I didn't really think about anything being politically correct. Mm-hmm. My job is to save kids' lives. Mm-hmm. My job is to help open boxes. And, and, you know, when you care enough, you do what's necessary mm-hmm. to make that happen. So, so I really didn't think about it. I thought, hey, this saved me. I'm a pretty good guy. Look, I've got a teaching degree. I've got a teaching job. This helped me. So why wouldn't society embrace it? Oh, and, um, and with that, um, you know, the, the, I did go down. I was actually running into schools for a little bit, and we had quite the turnout just from the academic side, what I was requiring for my kids to do, not the shooting side, but what I was requiring of them to do for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, finally went down to the assistant superintendent's office and said, hey, um, you know, this is what I'm doing. And <laughs> he was like, no, <laughs> you know, if, if you just do the fishing, uh-huh. you know, we might get away with it. You know, and, and it's so funny because on his wall, um, there was uh, a sign that said, sometimes you've got to go out on a limb to get the fruit. Mm-hmm. And directly in front of me, was a window that I could see the prison. 
I could see the, 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 the county prison. Oh, wow. And I very simply said to him, hey, I wonder how many, uh, you know, people were went out on a limb that are sitting in there. Hmm. You know, and and um, and with that, we were removed from the school because of it. And, you know, the political correctness of it, but that wasn't going to stop my passion for how I was going to save kids' lives. Mm-hmm. That is, and, and uh, I love that you um, see it that that clearly and that dramatically because that is the truth, right? Because if you aren't I, impacting these young lives at the moments that they are malleable and, and able to be impacted, they're going to head down an alleyway that, that there's no return from. Well, and, and, you know, it's something where I've been in education for a while, and I, and I know there are people all across the country that have their opinions on things. You know, and, and um, you know, sometimes we don't do a good job listening. Mm-hmm. You know, we do a great job talking, and, you know, right now I'm on a radio show, so I have to talk. <laughs> you know, but, but it's, you know, we don't, you know, our, our, our own people don't do a very good job listening sometimes. Mm. You know, and, and it's, it's something where... You know, after, you know, 30 years in the classroom and 25 years of running uh, an inner city mm-hmm. pro-gun academy, mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't know how many there are that, that do that with, with kids uh, that have the kind of track record we are. I'd be willing to bet they are, <laughs> if, if we're not the only one, there are very few, mm-hmm. um, you know, that actually go the gamut regarding firearm safety and hunting, you know, I'm the devil twice because, you know, one, you know, I'm giving the kids, you know, we're, we're, we're using firearms, you know, I'm the devil once there, then, you know, we're, we're cracking critters, right. you know, and, and that makes me the devil twice. So, so, you know, most people are only the devil once. <laughs> and, 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 in in my, in, in my room, I happen to be a really, really big devil because mm-hmm. I'm a devil twice. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and yet you, so, you persevered and you kept going and you didn't let it scare you off. And for that, I just give you just such incredible respect. And, you know, as I was listening to, to what Greg Stubbe was writing about you, like you said, Mr. Green Beret, and he clearly has such huge respect for you and what you're doing for the future of our country. Um, I, I, I'm going to ask this question that I actually know the answer to. And the question is, are you mostly focused on the nuts and bolts of outdoor conservation and hunting? Or is this a brilliantly sneaky way, maybe, of teaching life skills and responsibility? You know, let me let me let me hug you through the phone for that question. <laughs> you know, because because sometimes I get lost. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never lost my vision, but sometimes you know, you, you let, let me put it this way: basically, we're in the business to save kids' lives. Mm-hmm. We use the gun and we use hunting to help that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so so you know, our our structure, you know, our our belief is that. If we can grow good kids using good tools, mm. we will then have good citizens. Mm-hmm. You know, so ultimately, it, it's a way, you know, to, to grow our kids. You know, that gun, we, all, we make this argument all the time. Hey, it's an animate object. It's not moving. It, it will not do anything without your influence. Mm-hmm. You know, Mother, Mother Nature. You know, Mother Nature... You know, for, for me, where we are, you know, there, there's a big, you know, problem in America right now with with uh, with uh, color tension and culture tension. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, and I look and I go, well, guess what? Mother Nature could give two darns what color you are. <laughs> 
she don't care what you look like. She doesn't care what gender you are. True story. So all of those excuses that society allows you to make are taken away from you. I love that. You know, and and, and that's why, you know, I guess I fight for it so hard because, because it's made me who I am. And, hey, I pay taxes, and I have a loving wife and a great kid, and we live in a nice home. And, and I, I've learned work ethic, and, and we figured, hey, if, if, if that could work for a kid who wasn't supposed to make it, mm-hmm. well, why wouldn't we give it to more kids who aren't supposed to make it? Mm-hmm. So true. So as you're, you're kind of brilliantly, sneakily teaching kids these life skills and, and responsibilities, um, if I remember this correctly, in Greg's book, he says that, you know, the kids, they don't show up on day one and you say, hey, here's a, a Ruger. Go out and see what you can do with it, right? <laughs> you know, they've got to be focused and, and involved for, is it something like two years before they yeah. get to go out on a hunt? Yeah, and you know what's the, the neatest thing, and I'm glad we're talking about it, because, you know, recently people are, are you know, you know, the R3 movement and conservation movement is saying, hey, these one-day events aren't working, and we've been saying that for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Even when we put our model in, we said, hey, if you're going to make somebody, you're going to have to spend some time with them. Mm-hmm. You know, so our requirements are um, you do not get to hunt with us until you spend two years with us. And, uh, you know, so that's our commitment to our our system and our kids. And one of the neatest things that has just happened, uh, just got back last week, uh, we had four girls that were with me seven years plus. They just graduated from high school. And um, they just were uh, given workshop scholarships to Cornell University. Wow. And one one of the neatest things was is in all of their bios, they all said that they loved to hunt. In their discussions, in their discussions about conservation and, and firearms in front of all these kids from all across the country, my girls, you know, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I've got two Latino girls, one black girl and, and one white girl up there. And, and, and they're just hammering people about the birds and hammering people about nature. And, and we even, even had adults come back and go, hey, man, where did they get this? I'm like, well, if mm-hmm. they live with us that long, yeah. that's what they become. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. That is so exciting. Well, we are just about out of time, and I hate to go. We could talk all day because this is exciting <laughs> stuff. This is legacy stuff. Um, this is a, a story of, you know, the power of what one person can do when they they get an idea in their head and they, they see the, the benefits for other people to serve. It's an incredible story. And, John, I'm just honored to have met you, uh, even though it's just on the radio. Um, Pleasure. But uh, as we go out, can you just tell people how they can uh, follow and and support your work? Sure. You know what? I'm going to send you to two websites, Camp Compass, C-A-M-P-C-O-M-P-A-S-S dot org dot com. And also we have a new campaign called Hunting Awareness. That's dot com or dot org, huntingawareness.com or dot org. And we are asking people to support each other uh, in the outdoors, especially the, the pro-gun environment, by wearing orange camouflage ribbons. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else has a ribbon about their cause, and it was time for us to, to unify uh, under one caring symbol uh, in the, the, the gun community. So you can visit us at huntingawareness.com or .org as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much for all you do. Keep up the good work. John Anoni of Camp Compass and Hunting Awareness. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. All right. Well, stick around. We still have Ellen Gottlieb. Of course, Ellen's been on a few times with us. He's a good friend and the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. You're going to want to to hear our conversation today because we're going to unpack some of that crazy 3D gun printing issue that people have gone off the rails with. Stick around. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town, Avondale, off the I-10 and Dysart Road, and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, we are excited for our next guest, Alan Gottlieb. He is the founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, the SAF. The SAF is instrumental recently in uh, settling the lawsuit involving Cody Wilson and the 3D printing issue. If all that you have heard about that issue is from the media and the politicians, you have likely heard it all mixed up and wrong. So Alan is here to kind of help sort out the facts from the fiction. Welcome to the show, Alan. Great to be back with you, Cheryl. Absolutely. So People seem to think that this settlement of the lawsuit brought about like a brand new development that suddenly now individual citizens can legally make their own firearms at home, whether, you know, it's out of polymer or metal or whatever. Is, is that true or, or what is this really all about? Well, that's not exactly true because American citizens has, have always had the right to make a firearm at home. Uh, 
you know, it, it, all this does is doing it for your tool bench, changing it to doing using a 3D printer. Uh, there's, there's really just a difference in technology, not the difference in the law mm-hmm. with regard to you allowing you to do it. And it's all based off First Amendment rights that to put plants up on the Internet so that people could download the, the computer code, which is a language, and a language is speech, and speech is protected by the First Amendment. Uh, the government had to capitulate and say, okay, uh, we no longer can ban this. And that's why we won this case in court. So the people that are, like, completely freaked out about it, I mean, bless their hearts, you know, it's uh, the interview I heard Cody Wilson do. (laughs) He just really nailed it. He's like, I'm really sorry you're just finding out about this. But, you know, the fact that you're finding out doesn't make us less safe than we were yesterday when you didn't know that we could make our own firearms. Um, But how much do we need to worry that that's now going to be the focus, that the rights restrictors are going to go, oh, I didn't know that Joe and Sam and Jill could just be sitting around making their own firearms. That's a problem for us, and we're going to fix that problem. Well, I think, as you so accurately described it, the rights restrictors Mm -hmm. didn't realize that this was totally legal to begin with. Uh, but what they're really looking at now is, you know, what they're what they're concerned about is part of their gun prohibition agenda is to is to hurt gun manufacturers and retailers so that they're not in business anymore. And to give you some examples, uh, in the city of San Francisco, one of the nation's largest cities, there is not one gun store in the city limits where a person can go buy a firearm. You can't buy a gun. You can't, you know, exercise your right to keep and bear unless, of course, you can make it at home. In mm-hmm. Alameda County, California, they zoned out gun stores except on the outskirts of the county where it's not feasible to be in business because you wouldn't make any money and, and, and it's not financially mm-hmm. sustainable. So in Alameda County, California, there's no gun stores. Seattle, Washington passed a gun and ammunition tax that drove the, the uh, gun stores out of the city limits with the exception of one gun store that's left, and it's in the process of moving out. Mm. So now you're looking at major cities like Seattle and, you know, San Francisco, for that matter, cities like Chicago, uh, where, you, where there's not a gun store in the city limits to buy a firearm. Uh, and, and, of course, that's part of the gun prohibition's agenda. Well, now they realize that if you, people can download plans off the Internet and make it on a 3D printer in their own home, their, their future plans of, of making it impossible to be able to exercise your right to keep your arms is null and void. And that's why they're so upset about this. Mm-hmm. Hey, Alan, welcome to the show. This is Dan. Hey, I just saw an article last night August 14th, that in Nevada, that Franklin Armory is about to lose their credit card processing company. And this is not the first time that's happened to them. So this is just another way. It's like a side door, back door way to enact gun control. If they if they can keep us from getting to the gun stores, if they can keep us from being able to manufacture our own, if they can keep us from being able to practice at the ranges so then maybe we can't qualify for our concealed carry permits. And if guns, if gun stores uh, can't do commerce because the credit card processors are ditching out on them, I mean, what, what are we going to do about all this, Alan? Right. Well, we have that's true. We have credit card companies that are no longer allowing you know people in the firearms business to have processed credit cards. We're having banks as a whole pulling bank accounts. We're having social media like Facebook and Google and other places refusing to take ads from you know from, from you know, things about guns, uh, not not just for selling them, but even even political statements about firearms. 
we're finding, you know, the whole gun rights community being ostracized by the, you know, the rights restrictors, so to speak, where they're trying to make it impossible to exercise your rights one way or another. Uh, this is what we're really up against. It's a culture war. And, and unfortunately, culture determines gun politics in the future. And we mm-hmm. need to win this culture war now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know at the Gun Rights Policy Conference, we definitely do talk about those kinds of things. And, and this year's uh, conference is being held in Chicago. And I want to talk a little bit about that because it is something that anybody can come to and meet with uh, fellow people people who are, you know, strong, staunch patriots, people who are, you know, maybe just now coming into the whole world of even recognizing that uh, the Second Amendment belongs to them. We have a lot of liberals and Democrats who who are coming into the fold because they realize that they've been lied to for so long by the other party that that the Second Amendment really does belong to them. It isn't just a Republican and conservative issue. And and to really wrestle with these ideas about how do we not lose the cultural battle? Because if we lose the cultural battle, we're going to, to lose the whole war, right? Right. That's why the Gun Rights Policy Conferences every year are so important. This year's again is is it's the Chicago Air, O'Hare Airport uh, at the Hyatt Regency Hotel right there. It's free. Uh, people can register at saf.org. Uh, we'll be discussing all these things, and quite frankly, registration is running very high this year, which is a good sign mm-hmm. that gun owners are, are really engaged. Mm-hmm. We already have over 550 people pre-registered this far out, which is just great for us. And uh, all these issues will be discussed there, uh, and you get to meet a lot of leaders in the gun rights movement from all the national organizations. It's really an important event, and if you're really interested in gun rights or want to become interested in gun rights and get really involved, this is the place to do it. It's Gun Rights Policy Conference, September 21, 2, and 3, um, and they, you can register free at saf.org. And uh, did I hear you say the word free? This is a free event? It's a free event. We supply, uh, you know, uh, break food at the breaks and, and at, the, at the receptions in the evening. It's totally free. You walk away with a couple hundred dollars worth of free books for a Second Amendment library. Uh, it's, it's a great event. It's something the foundation loves to sponsor and put on every year. Uh, and this, one's, this, one, this one is probably going to be the biggest in our history and hopefully the most important. Absolutely. And it, it really is a great way to connect with other people and share ideas. And it is a must go to for, for us every single year. So um, we'll touch back on that towards the end so that we make sure everybody knows, again, how to get their tickets and how to get there. But I want to talk about the midterm elections are coming up. That's like a super hot button thing. Uh, we've got this uh, Supreme Court nomination that's just sort of like hovering out there. Um, what can people do to, to help um, move the needle on those things. I mean, how how do they engage without getting mired up and mucked up in the politics and really stay focused on the issues? Well, these are very important issues for us right now because uh, the Supreme Court with a 4-4 four, four, four tie right now between the pro-gun side and the anti-gun side is extremely important to get uh, Judge Kavanaugh confirmed so that it goes back to a 5-4 pro-gun rights position on the Supreme Court, or we're not going to be able to get bad cases, say, that come out of California heard by the Supreme Court because it would be a 4-4 tie, so the bad rulings from the lower courts will stand. So it, it, it's really important. And, of course, the key states where the senators uh, can make a difference 
Uh, there's 11 states, Indiana, North Dakota, West Virginia, Maine, Montana, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Florida, Missouri, Kentucky, uh, Michigan, uh, as an example, Ohio. Those are the states where the senators are going to make are going to determine if Kavanaugh gets confirmed or not, and so it's really important to put pressure on all those elected officials, U.S. senators in those states mm-hmm. for confirmation. And of course, our hope is we get them confirmed before the midterm elections because the midterm elections could switch the power in the Senate, which would which, which basically uh, would stop all the pro-gun nominees that Donald Trump has been appointing nominating. To the, not just the U.S. Supreme Court, but the appeals courts and the lower court, trial, federal trial courts as well. And so with all the cases moving up, defending, defending or attacking gun rights, it's extremely important right now that the right judges be sitting on the bench. You know, if Hillary Clinton were president, uh, you would, we wouldn't have a Second Amendment anymore because the courts would, would, would have in the last year eradicated them. Mm. This is really extremely, extremely important to the future of gun rights, future generations. Because the midterm elections uh, have an awful lot to do with if we're going to have gun rights in the future. Absolutely. Well, the theme of this show is gun vote. And I just keep telling our our listening audience that Dan and I are single issue voters because the way that a politician uh, treats the Second Amendment is how they view and how they treat my civil rights, my human rights, my women's rights. They really are that tied to my ability to uh, protect uh, myself with with a firearm. Um, and so if people will just narrow in in that way, I think it'll help a lot of the, the other rhetoric just kind of fall on deaf ears. Um, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. It's really not about guns. It's about freedom. Mm-hmm. And so what, what a position, politician's positions are on firearms pretty much lets you know what his positions are on freedom. Amen to that. Well, we are about out of time, but I want you to to take a moment and tell folks again about how do they get involved in in come to the Gun Rights Policy Conference in Chicago and how do they support the Second Amendment Foundation? Because even though the the conference is free, the work that you guys do when you're you're helping people like Cody Wilson with the 3D printing um, issue and so many of these others, you were with Dick Heller and the Heller versus D.C., uh, those are not free. That that costs a lot of money for the the lawyers to to go to court for all the years that it takes. And the Second Amendment Foundation runs on donations. So tell folks how they can follow all that you do. Well, we we have approximately thirty lawsuits in federal court going on right now, Whoa. and our legal bills run between ninety to one hundred twenty thousand dollars a month, depending Whoa. on what's, how quickly various cases are moving. Mm. And of course, we we only can fund that to the generosity of, of gun rights supporters who donate to us. Mm-hmm. And they can do that, again, easiest online at saf.org. Uh, and uh, there's a donation page or a membership joining page to help us out. And likewise, all the information about the Gun Rights Policy Conference, which, which we also fund and provide free for gun rights activists across the country so that they can make plans for the upcoming year, share ideas, what's working in one state, and make it happen in another state. So this is all at saf.org, and we really appreciate not just attending, but also supporting our activities financially. And I I thank all your listeners. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all that you do. Alan Gottlieb of the Second Amendment Foundation. Have a great day, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Well, on the other side of these messages, we have... A responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's commentary. Mm. Stick around. 
And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Thanks for sticking around. We are glad you are with us. You are listening to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And if you've missed any portion of this show, please check our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content. All 122 other episodes that we have uh, posted there. If you want to put a face with a voice, click the Guest tab. There's pictures of all of our guests. There's links to the works they've done. It's a really great resource, and we do not hate it when you spend time there. Well, this is the part of the show where we get to brag a little bit about our everyday heroes in our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Responsibly armed citizens use guns two and a half million times a year for self-defense. And 200,000 times a year, a woman prevents a sexual assault because she was armed. Somehow, we never hear these stories on the network news, so we are proud to bring them to you here on Gun Freedom Radio. How aware are you of your surroundings? Especially when you're at home, doing something ordinary and routine. When you cut the grass, do you block out the world around you with earbuds blasting your favorite tunes? When you check the mail, are you also checking your environment for things that might be out of place? Maybe a ladder leaning somewhere it shouldn't be, or footprints in the flower beds around your window. When you take out the garbage, where are your eyes gazing? What are your ears hearing? Danger shows up in the most ordinary of places, 
and presents himself in the most shocking and extraordinary of ways. As is evidenced by what happened one afternoon just last week in Houston, Texas, when a 69-year-old grandmother was taking out the garbage. She did have her eyes and ears alert for anything unusual happening in her neighborhood, and (laughs) what she saw and what she experienced was, uh, well, indeed unusual. A little bit. Uh, (laughs) A man was riding his bicycle down her street while exposing himself. And and not just exposing himself, but well, I'll I'll let the newscasters do their best to uh, handle the details. What is important to know is that when Danger saw the elderly woman, he clearly identified her as prey. Danger leapt from his bicycle and chased her all the way to her front door. She narrowly escaped his grasp, locked the door, and retrieved her firearm as Danger kicked and pounded at her door. Thankfully, this woman was aware, trained, and prepared to protect not only herself, but her 14-year-old granddaughter from Danger's twisted plans, because she is a responsibly armed citizen. Breaking news in southeast Houston, where a grandmother shot an accused exposer. We're told the man was riding a bike and touching himself as he followed her home. When when he tried to force his way into her house, that's when she got her gun. This happened in the 6600 block of Cherrydale Drive. That's in the Gulf Crest neighborhood. Our Sophia Beausoleil talks with the neighbors and is joining us live now with more on the story. Sophia? So police tell us that the woman appears to be okay. Of course, she's a little shaken up, but she acted very quickly in order to protect her family. We're told that there was a 14-year-old child in the house, but that child did not see anything. As for the man, he's in the hospital, and tonight neighbors say they would have done the same thing. Houston police say around 5.15 Tuesday evening, a woman in her 60s was taking out the trash when she saw the unexpected. Initial investigation uh, determined that the uh, male was riding down the street on a bicycle masturbating. Police say the woman started moving back to her house, but the man continued to follow her and touch himself. She told him to stay away and not to come into the house or she would get her gun and shoot him. And that's what grandma did. The man tried to open her front door and HPD says the woman grabbed her pistol, shot through the door, and that single shot hit the man in the chest area. It looks like he got on the bike after the shooting rode down here and collapsed. I would do the same thing. <laughs> Protect your family. She did She did what she had to do. Police say there was a 14-year-old girl in the back of the home, but she didn't see anything. Police haven't said if the man lives in the neighborhood, but people are concerned. Not until they open that street right there. That's when we just start having trouble. As for the man who was accused of exposing himself, police say this is not the first time they've run into him. He was arrested a couple weeks ago off of Belford. Uh, he was uh, running down the street naked. Uh, apparently, he's posted bond on that charge. And police tell me that at last they've heard the man was talking with detectives at the hospital. They have not released his name yet. Reporting live from Southeast Houston, Sophia Boslake, KPRC, Channel 2 News. Looks like she took out more trash than she expected that day. <laughs> I, I'm glad that's all you said, because I've been nervous no, I all got, show. I got lots more. I uh, do no, have one more. No. One more, I got to say. No, uh-uh. The, the person that said they were a witness and said they'd do the same thing, be clear about what you say you do. Okay. 
Would you ride the bike or would you would you shoot through the door? Uh, that's a okay. good point. I have about 25 more, but... Uh, yeah, the, no. Mm-mm. Kill. Nope. Don't. Keeps, Dan. Stop. Stop. Okay. Let's move along. It is now time for Dan's Calmentary. Tell yourself you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. My commentary today was going to be about uh, Operation Operation Choke Point or masturbating bikers, but ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) So I just want to talk about a word. (laughs) Social. That's a good word, right? What is it? I mean, social. Social. We want to be social. We want to talk to people and we want to have a good time and we want our kids to be social. We want people to, but you know what? You just add a few words, uh, letters to that Mm -hmm. and it becomes a terrible word. Okay. Socialist. Mm. So I have an acronym for that, if I've said that word right. Acronym, yes. Acronym for that. Ready for this? It's stopping our constitution in all layers is supreme task. Huh. And really, that's what it's about. It's about breaking down our constitution. Wow. And um, I just wonder what's happened in America. I mean, 30 years ago, the only time we talked about socialists was talking about a third world country. Mm. We never thought about talking about it here. Mm-hmm. And now it's becoming a, a normal, everyday part of our conversation. And there are people that are politicians that are admitting that they're socialists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, America, we need to wake up. Hey! Just browsing through my news today, I see that Hillary Clinton backs kid who knelt during Pledge of Allegiance and said, keep up the good work. Well, yes, Hillary, you need to keep doing what you're doing. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Got one you more mean? for you. Just keep being whatever. Okay. <laughs> Do I, I don't want to say that word. Okay. Uh, Maxine Waters was on the news this week, and uh, she wishes that Trump would be removed from office for her birthday. Okay. Well, if she can wait six years, her, trish will, her, her wishes will become granted. <laughs> wow three in a row well, are you are you tired no i just have been waiting all week for this because <laughs> you know you just look at the news and it's like it's crazy it, it we really are living is. in a crazy crazy world it's so true now so if if hillary clinton is trying to encourage somebody to to no Hold on. No, d- to no, you speak do not. up and go no. against the grain, and you know to to think for themselves. I mean, then yeah, I I can get behind that. But if, it's Hillary if, Clinton, Cheryl. I didn't say Hillary Duff. <laughs> okay, I didn't say. Well, we don't we don't know because all we saw was the headline, and headlines can be deceiving. However. You're you're probably right. She probably is saying that you know kneeling is is a okay with her and she loves that. Um, but I I want to consider that she might have just been encouraging somebody to to be a free thinker. That's why there's a difference between you and I. <laughs> That's I, the only I believe, difference between. You I and believe I. in free thinkers. Uh-huh. I really do, and I think there are some out there. Uh-huh. But there are some people that just put. 
I'm going to close the show now. So we are going to thank our tech crew. Thank you, Ed. Welcome. <laughs> thank our <laughs> listeners. Honestly, we value your time so much. We, we love it when you take us on a long drive or working in the yard or making dinner. And then, you know, you take the conversations around your dinner table. That's where it really uh, matters and it really impacts. And thank you so much to our guests for bringing their special and unique um, expertise to the show. Uh, what an incredible gift. And uh, I just want you to keep the conversation going and reach out to us on email at talk at gunfreedomradio.com or on our Facebook page because we are listening. And until next time, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders. All of them? All of them, Dan. Even the okay. ones you don't like. You know what's a beautiful day? I think I'll go home and ride my bike when I get home. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, okay, back to what I'm doing. Uh, be good to each other. I don't even know where I am. Have a great week and God bless. <laughs> Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here, did that little band of men so advanced beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Hey gang, this is Masad Ayub from the Pro Arms Podcast. I'm here to remind you that our podcast is a member of the Self-Defense Radio Network, and I'm going to suggest you do what we do and check out the other podcasts at selfdefenseradio.net. Hey, ladies. Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com.